Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Faithful Mommy Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Ramos. I'm a faith and business coach, as well as a wife, a mom, a mental illness warrior, and most importantly, a child of God. I'm creating this podcast for the Christian mompreneur who's ready to take her business to the next level, but isn't quite sure how to get there. I want to make sure that this podcast is encouraging, uplifting, as well as full of a ton of information that I have learned over the years that I'm hoping will help you avoid some mistakes that I made. This podcast is also to ensure that you are taking the right steps to creating the success you crave while having God as your business partner and being able to balance motherhood and your own personal mental health. So if this is the information you are craving, if this is where you want your life to be headed, if you are ready to start living the life that you truly desire, head on in and I will teach you all that I have learned. Hello, hello. Welcome back to part two of Mary, which is part of our Women in the Bible series. Um, so last episode, we talked a little bit about the beginning, how Mary became and how she reacted. Um, this week, I want to talk a little bit about Mary as a mother through the life of Jesus. So again, I am reading an NIV Bible. I will be looking in, um, let's see, John and Mark think that's it. Um, We may touch on Luke. But basically, if you guys don't know already, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the gospel. They talk about Jesus and his life from beginning to end. They have a lot of the same stories. They are just from different points of views, which allows us to get a little bit more books. may have different details because it's from a different person's perspective. So... A lot of these stories are going to be in multiple books, but specifically, I'm going to be looking at John and Mark today, um, and I will tell you where the verses are as I read them. So, um, one story that I absolutely love is in John 2, which I'm not even turned to that in my Bible, so good preparation, Alicia. Um... If you know anything about me, this is the real me. (laughs) I am not trying to be anyone perfect here. (laughs) Um, So John 2, 1 through 12. So this is at a wedding. So Jesus and his mother were at this wedding. It was their family's wedding. And I'm sure you guys have heard this story before. I'm sure you have heard it multiple times. I'm sure you have heard it like over and over again. Um, But I want to look at it from Mary's perspective. I want to look at it and look deeper into Mary's part of the story. Because a lot of times we're like, cool, Jesus turned water into wine. Like it's an amazing miracle. You know, all this stuff, which is an amazing part of the story, obviously. But Mary is here for this. Okay, Mary is still a mom in this story. So they're at this wedding, right? Um, And 
they've run out of wine. And Mary turns to Jesus and says, they have no more wine. That's what she says to him. They have no more wine. Like, hello, Jesus. There's no wine here. Like, are you going to do something? Because I'm your mother and I'm telling you to do something. And he asks her, like, why are you involving me? My hour has not come yet. So what he means by my hour has not come yet is basically at this point, Jesus was not baptized. So he doesn't want to be out there doing stuff. He doesn't want to be performing miracles yet. He doesn't want to be showing up because him and God have this plan. He needs to be baptized. He needs to go through all this other stuff. So he doesn't want to be performing miracles, right? It's just not his time yet. It's not where he wants to be. It's not what they're doing. Um, and Mary wants nothing to do with that answer. She's just like, no, 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 no. I'm your mom and I'm telling you to do something. Like this is, this is what's happening. Okay. Listen to your mother follow directions. She just tells the servants, do whatever he tells you. Like, that's all she says. Like, do whatever he tells you. Just, he's going to do something. I'm going to make sure of it, right? She wants him to help. So he, you know, he fills, he has the servants fill the jars with water. And then he told them, you know, take some out take it to the master of the banquet, meaning like the host. And that's what they did. And when they take it to him, it's wine. Okay. So like, there's the basis of the story. Um, but let's look at this a little bit because Jesus is never recognized for what happens besides in this, but like the host doesn't realize what happened. The host of the party, the host of the wedding, um, most likely the father of the bride, he has no idea, right? Like he, he's not like, oh, thank you, Jesus, for doing this for us. Thank you, Mary, for whatever. Like Mary just wanted Jesus to do it because she wanted him to help. She was like, I know you have the power to do this. Please do something to help your family. She didn't want him to be noticed. She didn't tell the servants, like, go tell them what happened. She just said, follow his direction and let him tell you what to do. She's also at this point where she's showing her faith because Jesus isn't showing his miracles yet, right? It's not his time is what he says. Um, And he is not out there like boasting, doing anything. Not that he does that, but you know what I mean? Like he's not going out there to show people who he is yet, but she knows who he is, right? Mary knows who Jesus is. She knows that he has the power to do this. She knows that he has the power to do something and she's not going to let him sit around and not help people. So as a mother, she's like, listen here, buddy, (laughs) you're going to do what I say and you're going to help your family. I don't want you to tell people what you're doing. I don't want you to go out there and be like, here's your wine. I made it for you from this water, but I do want you to show up because that's the right thing to do. And I am your mom. So like imagine her having to go through life doing this thing where she lets Jesus do what he wants, but also still has to be a mother. (laughs) And like, I don't know if you think about it, we do that all the time. We guide our children. That's our job, right? Um, It's our job to show up for our kids, to guide them, to do what we have to do, to 
to teach them the right and the wrong. Like that's our job as moms, right? And when we do that, we don't really think about the fact that they could be, you know, smarter, better, greater, powerful, more powerful than us. <laughs> like we just think that there are children and we show up for them. And that's how Mary is doing this. She knows who he is, but she also knows that he is her child and she is his mother. And it is her job to take care of him. It is her job to, to show up for him. It's her job to make sure that he's following directions and doing the things that he needs to be doing because she is his mom. Right? So another story that I like to look at, um, is Luke two and it starts at 39. Okay, well, it's verses 41 to the end. But in 39 is when we find out when jo Joseph and Mary had done everything required um, by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth, and the child grew, became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was in him, right? So this is where we see, like, okay, Jesus grew up. He's now a child. He is filled with God. He's filled with wisdom, but he's still a child. Okay. So then in verses 41 to the end is when Jesus gets lost. <laughs> Basically they lose him, right? He, um, I think here it says, um, I don't know where, I think he's around 12 years up. Oh. Yes. Okay. Verse 42. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. And after the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. So thinking about this, they probably had like a ton of people together. They all went down to the festival together, went back, whatever. They didn't realize that he wasn't with the group. Um, so they go back and... It took them three days to find him in the temple courts, sitting among teachers and listening to them and asking questions. So imagine you lose your child and he's just like, oh, mom, dad, I'm learning. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So here's the deal. Mary lost her son and it took her three days to find him. So she is probably a wreck, right? Like she is terrified she's frantically searching um she's you know probably exhausted from traveling exhausted from the festival exhausted from doing everything <clears throat> and she finds him and he's just like in the house of god because he says to her so when they saw him, she says to, to Jesus, Mary says, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. So she's like, really, dude, we have been looking for three days, three days. We had to come looking for you and we couldn't find you. Why do you do this? Why? Like, what are you doing? And Jesus responds with, why are you searching for me? Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? They didn't understand what he was saying. Um, but they were obedient. So, like, here's where it comes into play that they're the mother or they're the parents of God, basically. Right? Like, they're the parents of the son of God. So, like, God is in him. 
He is filled with wisdom. He is filled with God's wisdom. And they have to parent that. And like, it's really hard to be a parent to begin with. But then you put that aspect that you can't understand in there. And they are just confused. But you know what they do? You know what Mary does? She just allows Jesus to be himself. Like she just, it says, um, his mother treasured all these things in her heart and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So like she's anxious and terrified and confused and lost. And you know what she does? She says, to herself like I love God I love my son I know this is gonna work out I know he is a special boy and I know that something is going to come of it so he needs to be himself he needs to be who he is so that he can go out and change the world so that he can show up for people that he can do the things that he needs to be doing right so like holy cow how terrifying is that but at the same time she knows she knows that God has big things for them as a family and Jesus as a, a person himself. So then we kind of look through the stories a little bit more. I'm going back to Mark chapter three um, and I'm going to look specifically at verses 20 to 35. Um, but she allows Jesus to do his thing, right? She allows Jesus to be that leader that he needs to be. So she's kind of, as much as she wants to be his mother and tell him what to do and, you know, tell him to make the wine and tell him to, you know, please don't run away from me. She also knows that as he grows and as he becomes his own person, that she needs to humble herself a little bit because he is the son of God. And as scary as that can be to humble yourself to your own child, she does it because she knows. She does it because she has that faith. She does it because God is in her as well. And I think for us as mothers, we have to remember that our kids are going to be so different from us. Like, even if I look at, you know, both of my kids and I go, wow, you are me in child form. We have to remember that our kids are different than we are. And we have to accept that and love them. As long as we are just instilling the right morals, instilling the things that they need to know and teaching them what they need to know, we have to let them live their own lives. We have to let them do their own thing and we have to understand that God has a plan for them just as much as he has a plan for us. So it's our job to show them you need to listen to God. You need to follow God. You need to be part of God's plan because whatever he has planned for you is bigger and better than you can ever imagine. And we have to humble ourselves and let them follow through with that. So in verses 20 to 35, Mark chapter three. Um, so this is kind of like, let me see how to explain this a little bit. So people are, are, the title of the, the section is called Jesus Accused by His Family and by Teachers of Law. Basically, people are like, this guy's nuts. Like, get him out of here. He's nuts. Okay? So that's what people are saying about him. And they're even, like, saying that he's possessed by demons and all of this stuff. Like, they're really coming at Jesus because they're like, no, no, no. Like, I don't believe this. I don't believe this is the Son of God. I don't believe this is happening. They're, they're coming at him hard. And Jesus comes back at them and he, he says, how can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is 
divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And he goes on to say, like, basically, like, you know, I'm not possessed by demons. I am the son of God and all of this stuff. Um, and people are, uh, the disciples, his followers, um, his brothers is what he's, what it's called in this section. Um, and Mary are standing outside. So they send someone in to call him. Um, they send someone into like this crowd that's attacking him. And this person says, your mother and your brothers are outside looking for you. And he literally says, who are, this is verse 33. Who are my mother and my brothers? And then he says, he looked at those in the circle around him. And he says, here are my mother and brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. So, this is where we see that Mary definitely has to be humble because imagine your child is like, who's my mom? You know, this woman's my mom. That woman's my mom. And you're like, no, 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 kid. You came out of me. You know, you are mine. You are my child. So having that ability to humble herself, not speak out, not get angry, not get frustrated, not feel offended, but just letting it happen, letting her son spread the word of God, even if it stings a little, that's how Mary's showing up. So like, imagine if, you know, you do something wrong, your kid calls you out and you're like, don't talk to me like that. Don't call me out on my stuff. But we have to remember that our children are people too. And they see things and they have opinions and they talk to God and they have that guidance. And we have to humble ourselves because we all have to keep each other accountable to be held accountable she needs to be um she needs to be understanding of what everything is and how this is all happening um and what it all means because it's bigger than her right it's not just about her child it's about everyone and it's about everyone's savior right? Like, it's just crazy to think. So as a mother, she's humbled. She's allowing him to do what he needs to be doing. Something else here, 19, 3 to 27. So let me see here. This is at the end, okay? So when the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes, dividing them into shares, one for each of them, right? So we're, we're talking about the end here. Like, this is it. It's done. It's over, Okay, this is Mary's take on the end, which is a terrifying thing, a terrifying thing, but it's also a thing. Okay, so we have to look at how she was a mother all the way up until the end. Obviously, it's not the end and we know that. But for her vision right now, this is the end. So she was there. She was strong. She was humble. She was faithful. She was loving. She was caring. She was a mother, a guiding mother, but also an understanding mother all the way up until his death. Again, we know this isn't the end, but for the sake of this story, this is kind of the end. And she is such a strong mother that she is there for him. She is there for him and his friends. 
and his followers. Because we look at verse 26, and it says, When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. So Jesus was like, I know this is hard for everyone. I know this is terrible. I know this is scary. I know this is hard. Mom, I love you. And I love the people that I've surrounded myself with. I want you to love them like I have. I want them to love you like I have. And she is such a strong woman and a strong mother that she accepts it. She goes and she lives with them. She is part of a new family. And she knows... That it's not the end, but she also knows that she has to take on this new role, right? So he trusted her. He loved his mother. He knew his mother was a good mom. He knew that she was doing the right things. He entrusted all of his friends, all of his brothers to her care. He was like, you are now the mom of the tribe. Tribe, you are now the sons of my mom. And we're going to be a family because Mary was that good of a mom. Right? She was there for everybody. She was that mom. Was she perfect? Probably not. Was she, you know, scared and worried and stressed sometimes? For sure. But you know what never failed? Mary's faith. Mary's trust in God. Mary's trust in the fact that her son was made for more. And I think as moms, even though our children are not born for saving everybody's sins, they're still born for greatness. And as mothers, we have to take Mary's story and understand that as a mom, we have to do the same. We have to be understanding. We have to be strong. We have to be faithful. We have to lean on God. We have to know that our kids are made for greatness. And we have to know that we are still their mothers and we have the right to teach them right from wrong. We have the job to raise them up to follow God. We have the job to ensure that they turn out to be people who go after greatness, who do great things, who go out and spread the word, who are a light unto this world. And that's our job as moms because we know that God has a plan for us and our children and we have to accept that and we have to follow his lead and we have to use Mary as an example. Sometimes it's really hard as a mom to find good examples in the Bible. Sometimes it's really hard as a mom to understand what we should or should not be doing. Mary is that staple example. It doesn't matter if our children are going to die on a cross and save everybody's sins or if they're just going to do other great things in this world. They're still children made for greatness because God made them. Okay? So I hope this was encouraging to you as a mother. I hope that this gave you something to look to and look into a little bit more. I know I jumped around, but Mary's story is beautiful as a mom. Mary's story is beautiful at, from the beginning to the end as a mother. I'm going to do one more episode on this to kind of look at Mary as a woman of God and how we can look up to her in that way. Um, 
But if you guys love this episode, please share with your friends. Encourage other moms to listen to this. Encourage other moms to lift each other up and to lean on each other and to follow God's lead. So I love each and every one of you. I love all of you moms. And I hope that you are feeling encouraged and guided by God every step of the way.